You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Election College, episode 212. Martha Jefferson and Martha Jefferson Randolph. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Okay, Ben, we are talking about Martha Jefferson and Martha Jefferson Randolph, and we probably should define our terms before we talk about this, because this can get okay. really confusing. Okay? That's true. Yeah. So are you ready for this? So I'm going to give a 80,000 foot view looking down on what we're going to talk about. This uh-huh. There's Martha Jefferson. Okay. Okay. She was Thomas Jefferson's wife. Right. Now they have a daughter. Her name is Martha Jefferson. Okay. But they called her Patsy. Which makes perfect sense. So we're just going to call Martha Jr. (laughs) Patsy. Okay? (laughs) All right. Setting the record straight. And we'll get into why we're going to talk so much about the daughter here in just a moment. Why don't we typically call females Jr.? I think it makes sense still. I think it does, too. Yeah. Let's start that as a trend. (laughs) (laughs) Martha Jr. Yeah. Okay. So Martha Wales was born in October of 1748 in Charles City County, Virginia. And her parents were John Wales and Martha Epps. Now, she was their only child um, because Martha passed away and... He later remarried, but her mom died when she was only six days old. So she didn't even know her mom. So this gets a little confusing again, because her mom's Martha's mom's name is Martha. And what you need to know about her mom is that she came from a very wealthy family who were very much slave owners. Now, What this meant was that later in life, Martha Wales Jefferson is going to bring a lot of slaves into her marriage. Her first marriage was at age 18. She married a guy that had a rockin' name, (laughs) Bathurst Skelton, and he (laughs) was an attorney. So he passes away. In 1768, after getting pretty sick really suddenly. And then her son, John, had passed away of a fever very suddenly uh, a few years later. So Martha Wales is like, okay, so 
guess I'm a widow at a pretty young age, and the society at that time was not real great for young widows, of course. She meets Thomas Jefferson in Williamsburg, Virginia, in about 1768, so just a little bit after her husband had passed away. They're actually third cousins. I don't know if that's a thing during, during this time. <laughs> I guess it is. It, but they're third cousins, and they get married in 1772, uh, early 1772. And they go away and uh, end up going for a honeymoon and stuff like that. And then they go back, and they're at Monticello, uh, Jefferson's plantation. And we've talked about that in pretty good detail in the past. So they ended up going, and there's a, there's a separate room, there's a separate building, I guess you could call it, uh, that, you know, it was kind of dubbed the Honeymoon College, and now it's called the North Pavilion. Uh, but they lived in this building until Monticello was completely built, until Jefferson had finished it. Because you remember, Jefferson designed and had built uh, all of Monticello. So, yeah, pretty interesting, for sure. And this is where they end up, and they end up having six children only two of which reach adulthood. Yeah, and just parking here for just a moment, Ben, I cannot imagine. I mean, you've got six kids and four of them die at very young ages. You know, one uh, only lived for 17 days. Uh, It's just a different time, and you can imagine what this would have done, um, not only physically to Martha, but also just emotionally. Um, sure. I I do wonder, and, and maybe I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but with Jefferson's um, unique beliefs about God and how he was very much, you know, he, he didn't believe in the miracles in the Bible. He would cut those out and he would believe that God set forth everything into existence, but kind of had a hands-off approach you kind of wonder you know losing four of your children at such a young age what kind of effect that's going to have on you when you're thinking in terms of you know who god is and does he really uh love him is he really active in his life sure i getting a little off of the uh, election college documentary subject here (laughs) and, and speculation but it is I, I've given Thomas Jefferson a very hard time. Yeah. But just thinking about um, having those children and having four of them die like that is just horrible. And even more so for Martha, who, you know, lost uh, her first child from her first marriage and then and then all these others. Yeah. And I want to back up and correct something I said. I guess not really correct it, but clarify. I said that that Jefferson completely built and designed Monticello by himself. I know he designed it. I am sure, knowing how many slaves he had, he did not build it all himself. Uh, Maybe not at all, but just wanted to to clarify that real quick, because I'm sure someone would have picked up on it and (laughs) had something to say. So. So Martha's father passes away in 1773, and they get a bunch of slaves. They inherit a bunch of slaves. They also get a bunch of the debts from the estate, and it takes a long, long time for this to get paid off. So I imagine there was a little bit of tension there between Thomas Jefferson and Martha Jefferson, if you can imagine. And 
in these 100 slaves, there were Betty Hemings, 10 mixed-race children. Uh, so that's that's an important distinction. Uh, there was Sally Hemings as well, who was a, a mixed-race child. So Sally Hemings comes to be a notable name in the future. We won't get into it all right now, but uh, certainly became uh, a, note, a noteworthy name, I guess you could say, in the future. Martha Jefferson was actually really educated, and she was really musical. She read a lot. Uh, she had a, a great personality, but she also had a serious temper as well. And she really loved her husband. And um, she's just a, an interesting lady that we don't actually know a ton about later in life, because as we'll find out here soon, she doesn't quite make it. Yeah. So in 1779, uh, TJ becomes the governor of Virginia. So Martha is the first lady there in what was now the state of Virginia uh, during the American Revolution. And Martha Washington uh, called her up and said, hey, Martha, Martha here. Um, would you mind helping us raise some money for the state militia in the Continental Army? And she's like, sure, but know this, I'm kind of sick a lot. So she tried to help as much as she could possibly uh, do, but she is said to have had diabetes or as we say in Kentucky, diabetes. But um, you ever wonder, then for the longest time, because grandma, she pronounced it diabetes. Yeah. And I thought that was something else. Or they just called it sugar. Uh, yeah. Yep. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So this played a very heavy toll on her pregnancies. And with her not having a lot of weight uh, on her, she was very frail. Um she even summoned um, TJ when he was in Philadelphia for the Continental Congress. Um, while he was drafting the Declaration of Independence, uh, she's like, hey, TJ, can you please come home? Uh, this is, I'm having a really difficult time. And um, she ended up dying uh, four months after the birth of her last child in September of 1782. Uh, TJ is inconsolable and he uh, faints uh, when he finds out that his wife dies and um, it's it, it was suspected that maybe he was dying because it was just that that much of a shock um, to everyone so he withdraws to his room for three weeks uh, he finally gets the composure to ride uh, his horse around the Monticello grounds. And after that, he's like, you know what? Martha didn't want me to ever marry again, so I'm not going to. And I'm going to go to France. And that's just what he does. Yeah. So Martha was never a first lady. Well, she was the first lady of Virginia, but not the first lady of the United States. But because she is the wife of a president we thought it would be appropriate to talk about her. In the same way, we're going to talk about Martha Jefferson Randolph, even though she was never technically a first lady, just because of some of the roles she took on. Right, because unlike 
Washington and Adams, Jefferson did not have the advantage of being married when he was in office. Um, so what ends up happening is his daughter, Martha, who we're going to call Patsy from this point forward because it just makes sense that Patsy would be a nickname for somebody named Martha, right? Sure. <laughs> so uh, Patsy really takes on the role of the White House hostess, which at the time it wasn't called the White House. It was just the president's house and the first lady name hadn't been adopted yet. So yeah, she's the hostess at the president's house every now and then. Yeah, so when she was, uh, a little bit before that even, when she was 12 years old, she moved to Paris with her father while he was the minister to France, and that was after her mother had passed away. And uh, she ended up going there to a convent school, which is pretty exclusive, and um, pretty much decided that she didn't have to have religious instruction because she was Protestant. So she went to a convent school, but didn't have to be taught any kind of religion, which I'm sure uh, the whole family was okay with. Uh, She decided later that she was going to convert to Catholicism. And she was like, oh, I'm thinking maybe I'll be, you know, a a nun or serve the church in some way. And Thomas Jefferson's like, nope, Uh, you and your younger sister, Polly, are coming with me. (laughs) You're not going to get into that religious stuff. Sorry. Even though he's sending them to a convent school. Right. (laughs) So when Patsy turns 18 years old, she marries Thomas Mann Randolph Jr. He's a planter. And guess what? He's her third cousin, because that's just the M.O. Everybody's marrying their third cousin (laughs) at the turn of the 1800s. And soon after they marry, T.J. deeds eight slaves from Monticello as a wedding gift. And this includes some members of the Hemings family. Ben, we are going to have to do an episode on the Hemings family. Yeah. There's a lot to say there, but we'll save that for another time. Thomas and Patsy have 12 kids, and most of them survive. 11 of them survive to adulthood. So she marries a Thomas, and her dad's name is Thomas. Why can't, like, were there only, like, four names in the 1800s? Like, I don't understand why everybody's named the same thing. It's just utterly, that's the reason they call her Patsy. (laughs) That's probably true. Uh, So... Martha, Patsy, ends up uh, educating her kids at, school, at home. Uh, she gets some private tutors and things like that. You know, they're planters. That's what you do when you're a planter. And she ends up, uh, you know, having a lot of time to spend with her 11 children, uh, 12 children at times, and her husband. But she does make a couple extended visits to the White House, which was the president's house. We keep mentioning that. And uh, while she was there, she would... Uh, you know, kind of take up some of the duties of what a first lady would do, or I guess there haven't been too many first ladies before this to really know exactly what they're supposed to do. But basically, if there's an entertainer that is needed or, uh, you know, any kind of feminine presence in the White House uh, to accompany uh, the president, she kind of um, took up that role for a while. And, um, you know, it was kind of a an informal hostess, I guess you could say. Yeah, so it's like, she wants to get away from the 11 kids tending the house and all of that. <laughs> I'm going to go take a break. I'm going to go visit dad at the president's house. And he's like, 
hey, guess what, Patsy? Get to work. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be a very good job. So after TJ retires, Martha really devotes a lot of her time to helping him because uh, he wasn't in great health and not for a long time at all. Uh, she ends up separating from her husband, Thomas, who uh, ha- was a drunk or an, an, al- an alcoholic or um, something along those lines. Uh, he had some sort of mental instability as well, and uh, it just was not a good relationship. So she had separated from him, and Jefferson really just appreciates and, and loves the time that they have together. Uh, and why wouldn't you love time you have together with your daughter, no matter what age they are? Yeah. So TJ passes away in 1826. Uh, During this time, Patsy is estranged from her husband because of the alcoholism. And uh, he ends up dying in 1828. So two years later, uh, they do reconcile, interestingly enough. But um, she ends up inheriting all of this debt that TJ had racked up. And unlike a lot of the surroundings... um, in her life, she was not somebody who was known to support slavery. So through a series of transactions, she basically loses all of her possessions, people and all, uh, people and property and all. And she ends up living the rest of her life kind of between visits to her children. So in 1831, Monticello is sold. And in 1836, she passes away. So, Ben, in a lot of ways, TJ was kind of alone towards the end of his life, but thankfully he did have Patsy around. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you could imagine that'd be a kind of sad, scary life. And uh, like I said earlier, what better way to spend it than with your daughter in some instances? Uh, it is interesting how she was able to be with him and at the same time, uh, you know, had all those kids to. Um, also see, and uh, even though some of them were grown by that point, still um, be able to kind of carry them through the different stages of life as well. So Martha Jefferson and Martha Jefferson Randolph, uh, of course, there was uh, the other daughter as well. We're not even going to mention her again, uh, Mary. Uh, <laughs> she didn't have as much of a, uh, a role of a first lady, even you know whether she was first lady or not. It uh, doesn't matter. She didn't even have that kind of role or anything. So we're not really going to go too much into her life. But we thought it would be great, even though neither Martha or Martha were first ladies, to talk about them because they were a president's family. Yeah, what were we going to do? Just say, oh, TJ, single. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's what I was planning on doing. And then you were like, you want to do this? And I was like, wow, that's a really, that's a lot better idea than what I had, which was nothing. Uh, so Yeah, but everybody's name had to be Martha. Just that's true. mess everybody up. Yeah, that's definitely true. If anybody wants to correct us on the pronunciations, pronunciations, <laughs> however you want to say pronounce well let us know because why not and don't forget while you're correcting our speech and maybe including some grammatical information you can always leave us a rating and review in itunes we do appreciate it especially those that include a five-star rating absolutely and we love engaging with you on social media head over to facebook twitter and instagram Look us up at Election College, and we will love to converse with you, talk about whatever you want, as long as it's, you know, what we want to talk about, too. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I just read an article about the clocks at the U.S. Capitol and found it to be really interesting. So if you want to talk about clocks at the U.S. Capitol, then, hey, why not? (laughs) That's pretty cool. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you next time.